What's up, everybody, and welcome to this very special bonus episode of Jeremiah Wonders. I hope you are having an amazing week. My buddy, Brendan Sagalo, is on the program today. His debut stand-up album is out now. It's called Not Now More Than Ever. You can find it on all audio platforms. I think you guys are going to dig this episode. He's a New York comic. He's super funny. I've made sketches with him. I've done stand-up with him. We've talk, we talk about it throughout this episode. And uh, we just have a lot of good riffs and good time catching up. This episode is brought to you by Sheath Underwear. Get Sheath Underwear for 20% off with promo code Jeremiah at checkout on your first order. Go do that up. They're supporting the show. Help support them. I love you guys. I hope that you've been enjoying all the extra content that I've been trying to send your way. Keep liking, commenting, and telling people about it. If you're not subscribed or hitting that bell, you're not getting the notifications, do that. All that stuff helps. And uh, keep uh, rating my special high uh, five-star rating and reviews on Amazon Prime, Jeremiah Watkins Family Reunion. I love you guys. And without further ado, let's get into this episode of Jeremiah Wonders with my pal, Brendan Sagalow. Let me ask you, did you have a... Oh, you're getting into it? Sorry. Sorry. No, I no, no, your no, face. no. Went, no, I love it. That's more organic. I know I did the big breathing, but this is did, way more went, organic than... You're, the, you were getting ready to go. I, I, did the, I did the news anchor thing where I was like, <laughs> uh, tonight's show, uh, we've got Brendan Sagalow on the show, and uh, no, this will be way more organic. I always prefer organic openings, but it's hard to sometimes do it when it's I, virtually. I just felt the, the blue balls that I just gave you of you getting into your podcast voice. You know what I mean? mean because like we just went from like hey how you doing man yeah thanks for having me thanks for having me and then you're like and i'm like you know what i noticed (laughs) just just terrible i don't even remember what was i gonna say oh let me ask you something because you just had an album get um released you went through all of this uh promotion and all of that did you have was there any days or anything where you just kind of had this the feeling of numbness and un you you like you feel like out of control and I don't know say bleached your hair or something or kind of lost your mind in any way. Uh, I think it's a lot because um, so this is your debut album, right? Yeah, this so, is my first album. Yeah, so it was my first stand up album that I just put out as well, and I think that there's a. Uh, there's a there's a certain amount of stress that goes along with that that uh, if you're not a comic. It would be hard to um, really give a, a good example. Uh, it's kind of like showing off something. It's like that first job showing your parents, like, "Hey, I, I did, I did this. This is what the college and all the the prep and the work that I've yeah. been doing all this time. This is what it, <laughs> this is what it is." So there's a lot of like build up and and somewhat a little bit of fear too. Like, I hope people like this. I hope people are even gonna listen to this. That's yeah. like a big obstacle. Like. Are people even going to be able to consume this at all? So yeah, there's definitely days where you're you're kind of freaking out, where you're just like, "Oh man, should I like should I release that?" Yeah, no, no, that's good. Like, no, this is what I set out to do. Like, but like, why am I feeling this way? Like, there's yeah. like weird insecure thoughts that I think as as every all of us as comics kind of go through. A hundred percent. It's I'm I'm currently riddled with anxiety and filled with this like. You, you don't know all the stuff that goes behind it of being like, 
you know, when we like when albums would come out, music, uh, comedy, otherwise, you know, whatever you you just go, oh, look, they put something out. And yeah. you as pedestrians, we go, well, it either makes a lot of money or it makes no money. There's no you don't realize that it's like, oh, fuck, did I put up the Pandora link way too early before the album's released? So now people are going to listen to that and they're not going to buy the out or or, oh, my God, is this article saying everything that they can say about me or is this pre-order link go to the right place? You don't you're not i'm like i feel like a fucking ceo of a of either of a of a building that's on fire that's what it, it feels like it's a lot it's a lot to, <laughs> to to put out stuff and uh you know something that i i really admire and like about you and uh our our buddy mike feeney is the amount of content and the amount of sketches that you guys put out every single week on instagram and youtube because yeah. me as someone who has done that for years it takes so much to do that weekly. I've, I've done spurts in my life where I was doing weekly releases like you guys are doing. Yeah. Um, and I, now I've kind of shifted to more weekly clips with like stand up or something. But I, I want to get back into doing weekly sketches because when I was out in New York with you guys, I had so much fun. It was so sketches. much fun. And also, and w I loved that sketch. Like, <clears throat> you could even see me in the background when we got that fucking door scene where the it closes halfway through, like, perfectly what I saw on the way there. We were on the way to the train when we were like, oh, this should be the punchline. And then we got it perfectly. If, if anyone is watching that video, it's the Spider-Man in Queens. You could see me in the mirror of the train jumping up and down and, like, just, like, throwing like my breakfast club fist in the air you know what i mean it was it's and that's like yeah and like right now with all this bullshit it's like that's the kind of stuff you live for that's the stuff that's like oh i feel fucking i feel good again for a second you know yeah, it was um yeah spider-man uh, uh i'm basically a, a busker that uh moves to a street performer that moves to queens and and this weird pandemic time and it was a super fun sketch and then we shot that uh that comedians lineup, the comedy police. Yeah, that one. Sketch. People love that one. They people, love that yeah, one. Yeah, that got really good feedback. Like, yeah, yeah. When we were doing the Spider Man one, I had suggested to Feeney. I was like, should we go to Queensbridge? Where, because like we were, you know, I don't know how familiar you are with Queens, but where we were in Astoria was like ten blocks away from the projects where Nas grew up in. So oh, wow. I was like, should we go to Queensbridge and? kind of fuck around with some people that might kill us <laughs> you know like and uh <laughs> jeremiah's and visiting for a week <laughs> this could be good <laughs> i just you know you get into that mindset of like the the juxtaposition of how how nice and and friendly you are to these people that might like see you in an outfit going like nah man nah dude nah, like see your balls basically right there and be like nah i don't know what this is hate it hate yeah, it yeah yeah we're not doing this we're not doing this today yeah instead of the friendly astoria park people that were like that like took pictures with you and everything <laughs> yeah like, yeah they wanted pictures <laughs> they they wanted me on their social media very different yeah. very different response well I, I don't know about you dude but like the reason that we just have, like, I have to keep working is, like, if I stop for a second, all of these, like, depressed and anxiety-ridden thoughts just, these, in the, the, the insecurities just start flooding, dude. Like, sure. I find myself, I'll black out halfway through the day and wake, like, just be on my bed listening to, like, 
I, I, like listening to like what's that song let it go by what's his name where he's like i fucking wish i could play it i don't know but i'll, I'll listen to like sad acoustic or like sad Adina, rap i only you know, know like, adina menzel's let it go i don't know i don't know but like you ever listen to like sad rap music where it's like uh you know just well, like you're you're big hip-hop head aren't you i'm a huge hip-hop guy like you know i'm i'm currently actually just like this is in you know, I got to get over the fact that it's embarrassing, but I'm me and my buddy, I have a buddy named uh, Nick Callis. He lived in L.A. for a little bit. I don't know if you know, him, but he is so good at rapping and he knows how much I want to do it. Like I during the pandemic, I bought this, you know, oh, snap. <laughs> yeah, dude. So like I'm I had a full like uh, I just that's what I spent all my pandemic money on. And uh He's like, send me something, man. You got to send me something. So I'm kind of working on something, and it's it's incredibly uh, embarrassing to me, and I have to get over that. You know? Yeah, I mean, if you if if it's a real passion, you gotta you gotta you gotta put it out there. I mean, dude, f- for example, I I have done music comedy for years years and years i've released a music comedy album with my buddy pat reagan and i've done tons of music videos i just released a new music video um but i put out one performance that was non-comedy and you know what that garnered more talk (laughs) i I remember that was very sweet that was very sweet there you go there you go (laughs) (laughs) But, but you know you see that and then you're like Oh, okay. Well, that could, <laughs> that could that could happen if I put out a rap song. That's what that's what yeah. goes through your head. But you know what? That was the tip of the iceberg, dude. I've got some more in the pipeline. That get get I'm, ready, dude. I am all for it, man. I am all for it. There, I would be lying if I didn't. There wasn't a part of me that went that like kind of like went like okay all right just just be aware that the people in our lives are yes. monsters they're <laughs> monsters so if oh, we- Brendan showed a side of his true feelings what a nerd <laughs> oh he wants to do rap oh what an idiot it's like dude this is one of my passions I, I really yeah, like it it's it's in, you know yeah I mean I I've, I see myself as an artist, if anything. So you know, allow myself to. You're not an artist. You tell dick jokes. <laughs> like that's that's like all the we get heckled by our peers, like inside of our heads sometimes. Yes, I feel like. yes, dude. I actually I was talking to my therapist about this because I recently um I recently quit boozing. So I I went sober and I'm thirty whatever days in. And I was talking to my therapist about it and I was like. Jesus Christ, I was like, I, I don't know how my friends will feel. And I'm not saying in a way that they're going to be like, dude, what the fuck? I'm saying it more in a way like I think my fear was half of the people are going to be like, oh, God, is it a problem? And then if they, you know, if I ever try to go back, people are going to start feeling bad for me. Or the people that are like, oh, God, now he's he's saying he's sober. What if, yeah, what, what, dude, how many Instagram <laughs> posts do you want out of that, you fucking... I'm worried about Brendan. He quit booze and he started rapping. <laughs> <laughs> things are getting really, really are, gray over there. Dude, I bleached my hair. I just got a tattoo on Friday. I What's I'm your tattoo kinda, of? It's just like a, a neon flamingo. Okay. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see it now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there you go. But 
So I'm telling my therapist that, and he's obviously being very smart and articulate about <laughs> he's it. Writing he's writing things down. He's like, wait, you didn't get a neon flamingo. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh-oh. He's like, yeah, okay. he reads, he's like, turns out you're gay, apparently. <laughs> and as I'm a therapist, I'm allowed to tell you that. But so, Now, here's okay. a medicine for that. <laughs> like, what kind of a therapist are you? This is crazy. <laughs> he asked me for, he asked to borrow $20. He's like, let so, us pray. You're like, where am I? <laughs> let us pray. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, all, all hail Ishnu. Um, so... I have that fear of telling people and what they think, and then I go, fuck it. Okay, I need this for myself. I have to do it. I tell all my friends. They are completely supportive in every single way possible. Of course. Yeah. I was like, I, I was talking to my, my buddy, uh, you know, one of my buddies, and uh, I go, yeah, I was just kind of, you know, I was insecure on what you guys would think. And he was like, you were scared that we wouldn't have full support for you it's like of course dude like i don't know why we're so afraid of that shit that's what i would like the response to be when we have outside hobbies outside of comedy that that we're like i'm also passionate about this and like dude of course i'd be supportive of you (laughs) yeah of course of course of course course i'll support you and download your raps and i will (laughs) listen to them non-ironically alone of course dude I don't even want anybody to download. I just want this as a hobby. Like I want to just do it and then like maybe send it to like some friends who are into the same thing. Like if I sent it to my buddy Nick, he would be like, this is good. And and we can have like a back and forth or something right, like right. He'll, he'll send me something and I go, this is great. Like I don't want to put out an album. I don't want when people look at like especially if people look up my name. I don't want I want comedy to come up. I'd have to, you know. Be like MF Doom and wear like a like a big mask or something. I'm so afraid of what people will think about it. Cause yeah. you're rap, the new you're the new like dead mouse like comedian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rap is embarrassing if you're even slightly bad at it. Sure. If you're like if you're but off dude, that's, by like a that's, rhythm. That's any I mean, that's anything that if you're putting yourself out there, that's why a lot of people work cubicle jobs, they don't put themselves out there because it's scary. Like I I actually do want to put out. I am. I mean, I'm going to. I'm in the process, like of of banking tracks. I've got a couple that I recorded in the studio that are. It's a not. It's going to be a non comedy music album that I'm just going to put out. It probably won't do that well, but I think that the people who like it will really like it, and that's just how I feel about it. I'm like that. That'll be like another thing that I'm doing as like a, as like a side project next to everything else. I don't know. A hundred percent. And. It, it, over everything, it itches that scratch that you have. It itches it's that like, in the it's back like curiosity of your head. Because, dude, as people who have given up everything to pursue dreams at this point, it's like, why would why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you do some rap? We're already doing the hardest thing, which is comedy, like leaving family behind and pursuing something. And we're in like pandemic times right now. Why not pursue something that is? any inkling of a dream in the back of your head so later on in life you don't go back and you're like ah i wish i would have done this or i could have the woulda coulda shoulda mentality yeah, dude yeah and also it's if anything it's therapeutic mentally it's like all of these people there's so many people in the world that have the same kind of dreams that we do and and have those itches and they don't scratch it and then it grows to be something and then they take it out on like some Festers, sort of dude. 7-eleven that they walk into they just fight somebody in there and it it and that's what we're that's what at least what i'm trying to do is what i'm saying with the bed where i'll just i'll find myself just being depressed listening to sad rap music and my my legs literally go get out 
get out of bed, work on a joke, work on a song. Just, yeah. They'll throw me out and they'll go, get up. You got to you gotta move, man. So what do you consider sad rap? Um, like what? Like so, if you have Eminem, a sad rap playlist. Right. If we're talking mainstream, I would say like Eminem, Mac Miller, Juice World is very sad rap. Um, but then like there's these underground guys, like some TikTok songs. Like I'm I'm losing all credibility now just saying that. But like there's some like there's this guy that uh what's that? I mean this song is is played to death now. But it's like uh, I get a cup of coffee for your head. You probably heard that on TikTok. <laughs> oh Have you heard that? Yeah, <laughs> that's sad rap, dude. That is sad rap. You sit down and you listen to that like a slow beat. That's okay. like okay, any I see dude talking about going through a breakup or something. You know? uh, what is your top three or top five Eminem songs? I know they're ve- that's wow. very hard question. Wow. Uh, I, you, I have waited my entire life for this question. No, no, <laughs> you don't have to, and they don't have to be in order. It, like it can be just just top five wow. ish in any order. Um, huh. Uh, this is gonna be crazy. There one is of, a song. one of my favorites. One of my yes, favorites is Superman. That's, That's one of my all-time song. favorite Eminem songs. Uh, another one uh, is actually a track that he... It's a it's a remix that he did with uh, Lil Wayne and a couple of other artists called No Love. Do you know that love one? I love that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that song. That's oh. on... Um, that's on... Uh, uh What's that fucking album? That's a that that's on an album that everyone hates and I love. It's a... Dude, oh. I went on some Eminem deep dives during quarantine like when i mm-hmm. was like running or walking or whatever he has so many songs like even covers and remixes of songs that don't get play that are freaking amazing Dude, can i give you his a, b-sides are are so bro, many artists like a-sides I, my one of my two top songs by in my what'd you say three or five which yeah, one three to five say? somewhere three to five two of them are Songs that aren't even released on anything. One of them is a song called, this is very early Eminem too. It's called uh, Till Hell Freezes Over. And it's just like a song that he, it's a B-side song. I don't think it was on any album. And I used to wake up in high school. That was my song that would get me up every day because it just pumps me the fuck up. And then another song that he did uh, while they were making the Marshall Mathers LP is a song called uh, 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 If I Get Locked Up which is a really good song. That's That just shows it's just like straight bars, little bit of chorus, straight yeah. bars. Yep. But even his like new, his like the stuff in 2009 when everybody was hating on him, I, I, I loved it. I, I was delivering pizzas just listening to that. What do you, you think know? of uh, uh, Music to be Murdered by? Um, I, you know, uh, you know, it, it was... With any Eminem album now, it's always like that's good, and then it's like, all right, <laughs> and then and then the next song is like, whoa, and then you're like, all right, you know, Godzilla was a great song, and the singles are always good. I was just listening to that song Nat because I want to get that little part down. I don't know if did you listen to that song? He put out a song so. called Nat on the newest album, the B sides, what or the 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 second murder to music got the second volume, which i that didn't garner near as much attention did it no i mean when he when he dropped kamikaze that was like that was huge because he started getting into this thing i think that was the first time he just 
put out an app. There was no promotion. He just went like here, and everybody was like, ah, ah, they lost their fucking minds, and now he just does that, which is like, that dude is just constantly breaking records and also changing the way things are. He's just, until the point where it gets boring, where he's just like, all right, yeah. So he puts out Kamikaze, no promotion, no nothing. Everybody loses their shit. Then he does it with Music to be Murdered by, and everyone's like, okay. And then he did it again with Music to be Murdered by 2, and everyone's like, yeah. They just yeah, expect yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, you just did that. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. We're grateful, he, we're grateful, but uh, yeah. nothing new here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the bleach hair... Is that any Eminem inspiration, or is that just you just want well, to bleach it? That's so funny. Is uh, I was ju- I was just thinking about it, where I go, okay, I've been bleaching my hair since high school because of Eminem. So I did it because of Eminem and whatever, and then I did it yesterday because I was ha- I'm obviously going having a mental breakdown, and I I was thinking about it, and I was like, have I been bleaching my hair ever since high school? to feel some sort of control in my life. It's always come at a point where I want to feel control, you know? I'm like, I can't, I have nothing in control right now, so let me just change the way I look. Because that's something you you have a full control over. I think that's probably the most honest answer that you could have given. (laughs) I'm an honest, I'm I'm a little honest boy. No, I I like that about you. (laughs) I get very sincere on podcasts, dude. No, I dig it. No, I dig it. For sure. We just did uh, a gig together um, that I felt bad how long the drive was uh, for you guys, but I was so happy that you were able to make it out to Royersford, Pennsylvania. Soul Joel's, baby. Soul Joel's, baby. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, It was probably one of the coldest gigs that I've done, and if they would not have put out those heat lamps, I would have frozen. Really? Oh, dude. When I wasn't near a heat lamp, my hands, I just have bad circulation in my hands and feet. Mm -hmm. Dude, I was trying to get any kind of blood flow before I went on stage. Wow, wow, dude. Then at one point in my set, I don't know if you remember or not, I had to, while I was riffing, I put my feet right next to the heater because they were getting so cold on stage. Wow. That's why, that's why I sat down and put my feet next to the heater like while I was talking to the crowd was because I was getting so freaking cold. Do you think... <laughs> Do you think that uh, when dentists are getting head that they talk to the girl while she's... <laughs> So, how's your day? Wow, that's crazy because I don't I don't want to sound like a Midwestern kind of like, you know, or whatever, but like I I say Midwestern cuz you know when you're like cold and and like someone from you know, Michigan or whatever is like, you think that's cold? You should yeah, fucking yeah. suck my balls. You know what I mean? That's, I, I'm like, so I'm going to say something like that where it's like, that was very warm compared to the shit that we've been doing in New York. Like, I remember <sighs> it's so, it's so hard because, you know, I started going up with like mittens on and I'm like this. And then all you could see is like, you know, so I'm trying to like this total South Park character. Yeah, just, just Kenny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm like trying to make faces 
with this little hole and like show people with my eyes what I'm trying to say. And then after a while, you're just like, okay, I'm only up there for 10 to 15 minutes. Let me, I got to take everything, unzip, you know, be like, hi, or, you know, but it's freezing, dude. Yeah. Some of the, some of these gigs now are so cold. Yeah. I, uh, I have lost all of my Kansas warm blood. I, I just literally, I'm such a pansy of <laughs> the guy who I was from the past. I used to wash cars year round outside in Kansas. Wow. And I remember multiple times where I would look at the bank clock across the street and it would be between 17 degrees and 30 degrees while we were washing cars. And then that's not even factoring like wind chill or anything like that. Yeah. Woo! And that's like warm too. If you see 30 degrees sometimes, you're like, oh, good day. I know. I know. But now I see it and I'm like, yeah. And like with that gig, the, the drive, maybe normally on another. I also just like seeing you and and I but now it's like any gig that you can get you got to get any money that we can get we got to take and it was like you know Jordan's really funny Jordan Jensen who she was great which I hadn't had a chance to to really really watch like a set from her like I was familiar with her but I hadn't seen like her do a full set and she killed dude it was great yeah and for you know because we missed an exit out of fucking nowhere a 40 minute exit it's like that's that's where the road stuff is like Jesus Christ you miss an exit and then you see on your little GPS it go from seven minutes to forty minutes you're like oh my god so she had to we had to park she's also feeling terrible you know she's like oh my god I can't believe I let this happen we missed an exit I'm so sorry she's like profusely apologizing to me I'm profusely apologizing to you and and Joel so we're all just like and, and then they, to, and they to keep go looking from, at me they're like what do you want to do Jeremiah I'm like. <laughs> they're I like because th- it's at a weird point in the show where if we don't start soon mm-hmm. there's a lot of things to factor in there's an audience that's outside that their energy is only going to be drained as the night goes on because it's yes. it's freaking cold outside even though they have mm-hmm. the heat lamps you can only put an audience through so much they're like they asked me at one point they're like do we need to cut their sets i'm like oh my goodness i was like oh i'm like we can't we can't do that. I'm, I, I'm, I was like, I'm sure we were cut by like five minutes, which is like completely understandable. Both of us. I was like, you know, it was like 10 minutes. I'm sure this was a five, 15 minute set. But yeah, I was like, yeah. of course, like I, I don't care about that at all. And t- for her to like, so we have to park. She has to run out and immediately go on stage is like, especially for, you know, she's never Joel has never seen her. And yeah. she probably wants to work that area you know would you call it a club that club Uh, so it's like her nerves are probably up she's also feeling terrible so i think she did a great job just with all of that killed it it was great yeah it was really fun being an awesome show it was it was it was that was my last show of uh of 2020 and i was glad i ended it like that i was like this was a good time the only thing that i was like i told you later on that night i was like Man, the only thing that sucks about this is like we couldn't hang because it was so cold and it's also COVID times. It's like, yeah, <laughs> we can't go hang somewhere. No. Like, it's just, it's not like, it's just not the time to do it. And I was like, ah, oh, I wanted to see Brandon longer. <laughs> I know. And we were just like, like, we, we just, you know, we come all that way. It's like a two hour drive. So we watched your set. I was like, I want to watch Jeremiah. So we hung out. And, and then you just, you get to a certain point and you're like, all right, 
back yep. home it is. <laughs> I know, yeah. Headed on back now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I was I was telling Jordan in the car, I was like, there was a there was a bit that you were doing that I was like, holy shit, this is the when you were talking about um your wife's pregnancy mm-hmm. and that whole bit of like when when you knew when she we, you got her pregnant and everything, I was like, that is so like I was like, this is so interesting. I can just watch this. You didn't even have to have jokes in it, but you did. And I was I was like, I could just watch this. I could I could watch this guy talk about this. It was very interesting. I thought it was incredibly. Thanks, that's, that's what I'm. That's what I'm uh, shaping up right now for the seasoned. next um, for the next hour that I'm working on. That's like going to be a, a big piece of the hour. I've been running that bit on the road uh, when because I'm still torn a little bit on the weekends, uh, and I've been like chipping away at that bit for a couple months now and like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm real excited about that yeah wow i thought that was on the album i was like holy shit this is no that, that'll be on the next one yeah yeah that's that's wow. that's a, a new bit everything Feel- that i everything that i did at that show was stuff that wasn't on the album like i've tried to not repeat any jokes from that album the only thing that yeah. i that i am gonna do which um i don't know like are you with your album that came out, will you, if you record a special, when you record a special down the line, will you do some of those jokes on that special or are you retiring those jokes? No, I, I have to retire the jokes just because, you know, I just personally as, uh, I, I don't like that. I, I know that comics got to do it sometimes, but I've seen specials of comics that I completely re- like really respect. And I'm like, oh, that's on their first album. I'm like, a lot of this is from their first album, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. So I just, for me, it's gotta, it's gotta be. I just want to work on something new. I, yeah. I can't. I'm doing some jokes that are on the album, and and what's the name like, of the album? And where can people find it, Brendan? It's called Not Now More Than Ever, and uh, it, they can get it anywhere. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. If this comes out after. The twenty second, which I guess we're talking in the future now, right? If you put it out after the twenty second, they can get it on Spotify. They can get it on iTunes. You can get it on anywhere that you can get uh, any type of music or or comedy albums. I but, yeah, love it. it not, this will actually, this should be actually, it should be out on the twenty second. So there you go. Oh, so you can get it today. That's Hello. exciting. Ooh, that is exciting. Did Jeremiah plan this perfectly? I think he did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, like I'm doing a joke that I did on the album and I'm just, it's just getting better and it's making me hate myself because I'm going like, oh, this is so much better than it was on the album. So I have to stop doing this. There's something that I put in my special that, uh, that, uh, I found a callback for after the special was released and uh, I won't be able to, it's just done. I have to, I have to part ways with it, but it's as a comic, it's real tough. It's real it's tough because you're so like, hard. Frick. It's so hard. I did a, uh, a zoom show the other day. All right. We get it, dude. You, you're booked around New York. All right. <laughs> we get it. You're shoving this down my LA throat right now. You yeah, do zoom yeah, shows. You know, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was for a guy named uh, Jerry Seinfeld. You ever hear of him? You know, we're buddies. Anyway, so I did a Zoom show, and I did, like, the set perfectly. It was so tight, and I was like, 
oh my god i didn't even do it this tight on the album the, the i was like god damn it this is and i was doing a bunch of the jokes from the album because i was like you know a zoom show might as well you don't do need... it one more time yeah before yeah. it's released yeah absolutely. yeah why not why not and it's just like if I, that's why i have to part ways with the jokes because if i'm doing them and they get better yeah that feels good but i i'll, I'll hate myself you know what I mean? I'll, have, I I'll re-record. I've got the album. a couple jokes that I put like as bonus tracks that didn't that I didn't put on my special. That are some extra ones that I might end up shooting down the line for a special because they're very visual jokes that I'm like, I want people to see. Yeah, a couple of these jokes that I've been doing like for a long time, but I'm like they're so silly that I'm like ah, I might do that on a special in the future. Dude, you know what album I listen to all the time just to get like just because I love it? Harmful If Swallowed by Dane Cook. That first album. You ever Dude, listen to that? Absolutely. I mean, when that dropped, man. Ooh. I mean, I literally I remember <laughs> it sounds so silly. I remember when I got introduced to that album. I literally was like, Who who is this guy? Like what? Dude, like how? I, like where did I, this guy come from? I my mind was blown because I was me like, too, because I had never heard. I wasn't a stand-up student by any means. I had only mm -hmm. seen clips and stuff. I hadn't seen full specials really until after that CD came out. I went more into exploring because I always had way more knowledge on the sketch side of things. Yeah, uh, dude, I didn't even know stand-up could be like that. I, I thought that you had to stand up comedy was a dude behind a mic stand and a more traditional New York style where it's yeah. set up punch just like that. And I was like, yeah, this guy's saying doing weird voice. This guy's he he's using weird inflections on words. Like dude, I loved it. Like I say I loved what it. you want about that guy, but he has a, he has affected the stand up genre like people are doing him. I do him sometimes. It's, you know, people, be, he has affected the way people do jokes in the yeah. same way that Louis has, in the same way that Attell has, uh, you know, Dude, when maybe Louis was say in another, his prime, not a white guy, Chappelle. Right, right. I mean, <laughs> right. you see those, those carbon copies at open mics right after like some of those like Louis specials or Burr specials would drop. You'd see a guy like, like leaning on the mic stand and stuff. I'm like, what are you doing? Are, are you aware you're like, doing exactly what Burr's doing? Yeah, dude. It's, it's, uh, I, yeah, I feel like maybe we're talking too much about stand up, but just the, the harmful of swallowed, like I would, that was the only album that was in my car in my high yeah. school car and stuff and throughout like the first whatever five or six or eight years that i was doing stand-up so if i bombed and i had to drive back to long island i would just listen to that because sometimes you forget sometimes you're like why the fuck am i putting myself through this shit and then you just listen to someone who is having so much fun i mean that album is that guy it's just fun dude having it's, it's so, so much fun. fun yeah 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 and yeah and to cap it off to you you could see his act outs in his words yes. which is like he paints very good pictures he paints a great picture so, your album recording how much fun did you have versus how stressed out were you so the first show i did two shows the uh -huh. first show i had almost no fun <laughs> i i i was not having the set that i wanted it wasn't that good mo the mo most of the album is from the second set um so I was like, you know, and it was, I was like bombing. It wasn't, and when I bomb, I become a heel. So I'm like turning heel 
on this like big night where everyone's like here They're for me. They're gonna support you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, you fucking idiots. I'm sh-. so I'm like, okay, let me get a little like, let me do some crowd work. The crowd work feels weird. I started doing crowd work with this chick in the front row, and she's feeling uncomfortable. About- I couldn't have chose a worse person to do crowd work with because you know when you're like doing s- crowd work with someone and their energy is so much like, do not talk to me. I'm oh, very yeah. uncomfortable right now. Yeah. This sucks. And you kind of want to be like, oh, you want to point out, you want to go, you're in, I'm not going to make fun of you. You're in, you're, you're in a safe space. You try to like build this world of talk to me, give me something. And they're just like, they're just staring at you. So it was all that. The first set was awful. And then I put a couple of down, you know, and everybody was coming up, up to me going like, that was so good. That was good. You got it, dude. You got it. And, you know, they're all being supportive, but we know. We know. We I know went, at the end. Of, we know at the end of the the day, like whether that was the that was the take or that was the that was the one. Exactly. It's that gut feeling. Like you walk off stage, you know right away. Exactly. Sometimes you know at the very beginning of the show, and then you're like, I hope I don't mess this up because this yeah. is going pretty freaking well right now. Yeah, you're literally riding a wave. You're like, Dude. you get that first wave, and you're like, whoa! Like this is, I'm gonna, I have to do this for 45 minutes. Yeah, to an I, hour. I had this embarrassing moment, uh, just because I'm just not doing stand up as much uh, recently, and this is all internal monologue. Where I did a weekend in Fort Worth, Texas, where I literally looked around the room like after I said a joke, and and in my head I go, I am killing right now, <laughs> <laughs> and I almost forgot my next joke because I was like celebrating the moment, yeah. just because I was so excited to be doing stand up like on the road and like in front of real crowds and stuff like that. Totally. And then I was like, oh, dude, you have a job. Get back to you know. Yeah. <laughs> get back and to also it. just you're you're just being present. If if we're gonna see the silver lining in in forgetting the joke you're being incredibly present in that moment where you're going like look at this i i if i forget the joke that's just because i'm having such a good time yeah yeah. you know like but yeah also you have to remember the next joke (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing worse than being like um you know when you're you know when you're like trying to think of the joke and the laughs are so we we only have a very small window finite amount of time before the laughs start going like and you have to go yeah, so you know, because it's like music, you know, and there's nothing worse than when that laugh becomes silence, and you're yeah. just like, yeah, the needle. And then you say a joke the, that you wrote. The needles picked up off the ago. vinyl. Yes. Like you're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the second show, so I I started putting some down, and more positive energy started coming into the the positive energy. Positive. Yes. Now, did, hey, are you were you familiar? Did you get to see any Brody Stevens clips or anything when he was? No, uh, after he passed, I started watching his stuff on YouTube, and and which happens, you know, like yeah, you, of course. That's I mean, if like, you guys had a New York staple guy, it'd be the same way for me, where I'd be like, oh, I need to look up this dude. Yeah, well, for sure, Mark Norman's gonna die this year, so you can. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, why would you say that? Come on, comedy. Death, death, comedy. <laughs> Guys, I'm rolling over in my queef right now. <laughs> yeah, I can't even think of something. I'm laughing so hard at what you just did. I can't even think of something. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the 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 positive energy from the when like the people that came, I was like, I love you, I love you, I love you. This is good. All my friends were like 
really just having a good time and then I just started putting some back and the second show was just you know it sucks that it's like oh if I'm hammered it's a it's kind of a better show cuz I never want to be like that but yeah but I mean I'm guessing you know it's more of a routine at that point where that was something that you know that loosens you up mm-hmm. so now that you're not drinking you just have to figure out a different routine that gets you in that same zone where you're loose for me, somebody who doesn't drink, I have different routines that I do that gets me in the right mindset, and I'm able to reset between shows where you're like, why was I so tight that show? Yeah. And that, and what can I do to be loose and be more like me where I'm having as much fun as I can be on stage? And one of them is, remind, is, is simple, like they're like little monikers or little things I say to myself or little reminders where I'm like, dude. just have as much fun as you can like be silly 100% be silly don't take yourself seriously there's you're you're here to have fun if you have fun the audience will have fun boom that's something that someone told me when I was like two years in and if I if I had if there's anything that I stick with for like that's that's it where it's like if you look like you're having fun everyone's gonna have fun and if you are having fun, even if the crowd is terrible, you walk away going like, I had fun. That was a good oh, set. Oh, dude, I have had some bombs where I was laughing at the crowd because I'm like, at least I'm having a good time, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you don't want to be like, you know, you don't want to be like, fuck you guys. You know, like that's always such a shitty way to go at it to be like, yeah, fuck. But if you're laughing through it, you're like, this is ridiculous. What are we doing? The bad audiences where if they're really not getting it, most of the time I find that they are an unexperienced crowd. That's usually Mm. what it tends to be. They're not a bad crowd. They have zero experience with stand-up comedy. They're literally like, oh, I didn't know that I was allowed to like laugh as loud as I want. It's weird that people don't know how to watch comedy. You think it would it'd be second nature because it, you've seen it so much in movies and TV shows, but there's a lot of people who they're like, that was my first stand-up show, um, and I loved it. And I'm like, you guys were silent the entire time. They're like, it was amazing. I'm like, yeah, all well, right. Because they just see themselves in the chairs. They yeah. they feel themselves. They're, yeah. they're not letting the energy kind of – they're not becoming one. You know, so they're just sitting there and going, oh, look, here I am at a table, at a chair. This man is here. Uh, I I hope he murders because if he doesn't, I'll feel weird. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody is just like they come at it with this like if this happens, I'll hate it. If this happens, I'll hate it. I hope I don't feel like this. This is very strange. I hope he doesn't talk to me. I hope he doesn't come out into the crowd like the hoop-de-doo review at Disney World or something. It's like... You know, it's it's there's I get it. So I I also am kind of like uh, I give that unless they're talking and they don't shut the fuck up because I'll give them a couple like, hey, guys, hey, you know, I give a couple uh, lifelines. But then other than that, I'm I'm very generous with my empathy towards a crowd. I'm always like, all right. Did you record this album at New York Comedy Club or where did you record it? I recorded it on a roof um, by the Flatiron. Okay, so you recorded this year. Yeah, I recorded it in February. No, not February. Uh, September. I recorded it in September. How were the outdoor elements when you were like mixing the album and stuff like that? Because you're it's high up enough? Was weird, it fine? dude. It's weird. You can... Well, I recorded... So New York Comedy Club, 
um, they have a they had a they were having pop ups at that roof. Yeah, and it's it's awesome. It sits like a really good amount of people, and uh, the walls there were walls, but it went up. So like there were there was no roof or anything. So it sounds great, and it is bouncing off of shit. Um, but you could also hear like. A little bit, and you could Which also I, hear. I, like, I honestly, I don't mind because I do podcasts. I do these roadcasts in the car. Mm-hmm. It's just ambient noise. It's noises that we're used to hearing anyway. So it's never anything that's like, yeah, alarming. It's just like, oh, this is just like uh, I'm outside. You know, yeah. that's that's as simple as it is. And I was fully prepared for an ambulance to go by i was fully prepared for of you know whatever there are you can hear cars it, guys I, it I, looks it, like i'm killing too much the ambulance is here come on the, yeah oh, well. <laughs> I, I love a mark norman impression it's so funny to me yeah oh, looks like the fatties are here uh, any fatties here uh you you uh yeah, me yeah, i'm i'm gay <laughs> um so fucking funny, man. That that'll never not make me laugh. Um, but yeah, so like you can hear cars and shit down below on the street. You're like, you hear shit like that, you know. But I thought that was super cool. I I, I it's to me. I talk about the pandemic in it. It's it is a it is a just a moment in time. That's how I looked at it. This is a moment in time from this night during the summer in the middle of this fucking thing. I love so, it. You know, it's like, I don't know, like, I, you know what I really always loved? You ever listen to, uh, God, we're becoming some real fucking comedy dildos right now talking about this shit. But uh, in Bill Burr's first album, okay, I'm going to blow my brains out. In Bill Burr's first album, you can hear like the receipt papers being printed. Yeah, I like I, that stuff, dude. Me too. I love that stuff. You feel like you're there. That's why I love albums. Dude, in my special, there's a moment where I mention glasses shaking. Magic moment happened where a waitress is walking by and you hear glasses shaking. Whoa. I got crazy lucky. And it's like a big pause that I take too where I'm talking about glasses shaking like because that's like me like acting out with my hand and then you hear glasses shaking. It's very weird. Whoa. Did you mention it? At the time, or were no, when you were listening was, back, a, you're like, it was a big act out where I was like, I wish I could address that happening, but like, I got to plow through wow. it. It was just a of moment, course. like, where you watch it and you're like, that's so weird. Like, that's so wow. weird that the waitress is like, the glasses are shaking there. Oh my God. That's so funny. If like, imagine you're just putting sound effects in your album for Foley your. Foley and different stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Slide whistle. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yeah. Whoa. You have a f- soundboard? Yeah. I use it sometimes. <laughs> I don't, don't yeah. get insecure about it. <laughs> I'm not getting insecure about it. You're getting insecure about it. Whoa. This is like the Mark, Tom, and Travis show. Were you a big Blink guy? Heck yeah. Yeah. I feel like you were. I love Blink, dude. You got Blink 182 energy. Oh, Me too. Really? I love I'm not saying that in a bad way. You've I love... got offspring energy right now, dude. Because <laughs> of the hair? Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah dude. dude, that was like, I always thought about that album, the Mark, Tom, and Travis show. Like, did they have a a, a thing, like a, a devil? Did they edit that in post? Probably. I don't think any of them, you know, can manipulate their vocal cords that well. <laughs> well, you never know. Tom DeLonge <laughs> is 
whoever, whatever, wherever he's from. If his vocal range could go from here <laughs> to all the way down here, that's pretty impressive. Dude, I was watching some like newer Blink-182 stuff like before Matt Skiba joined the band mm-hmm. or whatever, like replaced Tom. And I was like, what is Tom DeLonge doing? You know what I mean? Like not to shit on the guy, but like he went from like his voice was fucking cool. And then he was and then he just went to a point where he wasn't even saying words. You know what I mean? Like he would go like, don't waste your time on me. And it's like, oh, I know what you're saying at least. And then in the later stuff, he's like, yeah. Because I think that he was just trying to 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 change things up down, Evolve, down the road huh? because he got so he has such a unique voice that I was I think he was almost trying to change his vocal patterns and stuff like that. But I don't know. I get it. You trying know, to as reinvent an art- yourself. Yeah. Artists do it all the time, and people freak the fuck out. But it's like, you can't be doing that for 25 years. Dude, it's that years. classic Bob Dylan from Acoustic to Electric story, dude. Hell yeah, bro. Hey. <laughs> uh, let's get into this next segment. It's called Fanning Out. Fanning Out. Questions from fans. Now, I reached out to people on the internet, and I got some questions for yo behind, Brendan. Oh, man. That, was, uh, that, that filled me with... A lot of anxieties. Yeah. Just because, you know, you make the mistake of looking at the questions and they're always like, why are you gay? You know, it's always like, Jesus Christ, come on. You know, it's so funny. I was going to point this out to you on the on the east side. So there's this I don't know if you watch a uh, barstool sports or anything like that. There's I this guy, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, they're on K- KFC's friend Feets, Fetelberg. You know, I did their show and everyone's like, he looks just like you. And then on the west side, everybody's like, is that fat Nick Swartzen? So it's like, I can never be just me. Just me. You know, I can never just be a person. I'm always a version of somebody else. I'm always fatter. Insert. It doesn't even matter. Fatter person. Uh, This question comes from a mutual friend of ours, Rosebud Baker. Mm-hmm. I want to know why Brendan's stages of bombing goes as follows. One, doubles down. One, B, triples down. Parentheses, makes it worse. Yeah. Two, apologizes. Yeah. Three, tells audience they stink. Four, threatens suicide. I mean, if I have to explain myself, then then we're, we're, if you don't understand how that could be the trajectory of a bomb, you say a bad joke and you go, and then you're like, I'm going to push this a little bit more i turn heel so i'll go i'll say something and then i'm like right like come right try to get any sort of reaction right coming or you know baby's dying what's gonna get something from you come on and then i triple down and then uh and then i go oh no i guess i'm wrong you're right i'm sorry just be a little bit more present and be like okay my bad sorry about this and then whatever that last part was oh threatened to kill myself yeah, that all happens, by the way, in a in fifteen seconds. Fifteen seconds. Yeah, I go, I go. I'll say like you know, and then my kids, blah blah blah, because I put cum on their face when I was fucking them in the ass. You guys suck. Fuck. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna kill myself. That all happens in five seconds. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, well, I, I dig it. Well, hopefully she got her answer. I think so. Um, this one comes from. You, I mean, you've talked about this so much. I don't think that my listeners know much about this. Uh, you can briefly tell the story. Uh, this one comes from at pnord87. Have you since bumped Amy Schumer? Oh, um, yeah. I've uh, I've talked 
at nauseum about this, but it's fine. It's it's something in my life. But it, I do hear her name at least once a week. It's it's still? pretty crazy, dude. Yeah, still, man. Still from that one incident. Still. Someone even came up to me recently and said something about it, and I was with another comic, and they looked at me and they went, that was you? Like, there's people that know that story and have no idea it's even me, which is fine. You know, I'm kind of hoping for it. Right, right. It's such a weird fucking time. I have, I've run into Amy. We've seen each other at the at the comedy cellar, um, and we're very polite. You know, we're we're very. Does she like, remember you? I'm sure I left a dent in her memory for sure because I, when this whole thing happened. Now I'll tell you what what I should have done was, you know, I was a younger comic. This was about three years ago, and this thing happened. And and the thing uh, that he's referring to for uh, the people who are watching listening. Uh, Cliff Notes version of the story, you had a show at uh, one of the clubs in New York, and Schumer essentially bumped you, and it was, you were well, closing out the show? So here's here's why it's important to uh, make the distinction of what kind of show it was. Yes. Was if she bumped me for a showcase spot or whatever, I wouldn't give a shit. I would be, I'd be like, wow, that's fucking cool. I get it. You know, we're comics. I understand. There is a... There is a pecking order here, especially me, you know, um, at that time. So what this what made this particular show give me a little made it a little bit more confusing was it was essentially a gigantic bringer for your friends and family. So you go. So, you know, you do the bringers first year, second year, whatever. But then there's a certain point that all comics in New York have to go through. You don't have to, but it's kind of a rite of passage if you want to be a, a fucking dildo about it. But you, there's this thing called the the breakout artist at Caroline's Comedy Club, and it's kind of a big deal. You try to you know you you try to sell it out. You go, I'm doing the breakout artist. You get a fucking poster, which I'm sure they set on fire after that. They don't want any trace of that because they're more on her side than my side for sure. Even though they're they're great people, again, I get it. It's showbiz. I understand. So, I'm doing the breakout artist, and uh, Amy had followed me on Instagram. We kind of got to know each other a little bit. We didn't ever meet or anything, but she be, she was becoming a fan of some of my impressions. I do a Colin Quinn, so I'm like, I I did this thing like a couple years ago called Colleen Quinn which was a uh, if Colin Quinn was a woman where it's like you know I went to go get the uh, I went bra shopping the other day and uh, you know I got a, a size double D you know I'm a size A but you know I figured you know I want to put some candy and stuff in there that you know <laughs> so that was like a character I was doing it doesn't really sound anything like him but it's whatever <laughs> so she became a fan of that and then uh she, I guess, she was running her SNL monologue, and she asked to do time. Now, what makes it even more crazier, a little bit more ruder, I'd say. I don't want to, like, bring up old shit. I'm sick of talking right, about right, this. Right, right, right. I'm sure you're, yeah. But I am trying to set, maybe maybe this could be, this could give me a little bit of a, uh, what's that called? Uh, starts with a C. Come on. Cred? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll never get that. No. Um... <laughs> um Whatever, this will, whatever. Closure. Little, closure, right? Um, so I'm on stage. I'm about I'm about 10 minutes into my act. I And how suck. long are you scheduled to do that night? 45. Okay. 45 minutes. So you're, you are the headliner that night. That is... I'm, I'm the headliner, baby. Okay. It's, it's right. uh, But also, and this doesn't mean shit, 
but just for my own sake, just to throw it out there, I wasn't very good. Okay, I'm. I'm. It was the first time I'm headlining. I was ten minutes in. I'm already sweating. You know, I. I think it, like I. I was always my first times headlining. I was always like, how far along into the set can I get before my brain starts leaking? You know what I mean? Before I just start really sweating. Yeah. So I'm ten minutes in. I'm sweating. I'm. I'm doing crowd work. I'm not even into my material yet. And she just screams to me and, you know, can I can I come up? And it was huge. It was a great moment. Everybody was like, whoa, wow, okay. Ooh. And I was like, sure, ruin the show. I even got a little dig at her, you know? And then, uh, I don't know, just it got pretty crazy after that. And I, I got kind of uh, crazy with the PR. What I should have done was I should have just fucking stepped back. I should have been like, I'm not going to talk about this. It happened in my life, but I'm not going to talk about it. I'll just mark it up here. Just remember, maybe try to get something out of her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Something. Become a little bit. But I went on a fucking, I went on a PR. I went on everything. And I just talked about it. So uh, I can understand if she saw that and was like, what the fuck? But also what she did was fucking rude. But I could also understand that she's like, Jesus, this guy's trying to ruin me. Which is not what I was trying to do at all. I was just trying to talk about my experience and maybe get right. on some podcasts and stuff from it. You're like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get some bookings out of this. Yeah, this yeah, incident. I'm fucking, I'm starving here. You know what I mean? Right, so, right, right. So to answer the question, I have, I have never bumped her. No, but I've had plenty of family members tell me that I should have on SNL that week. They're like, "What you should do? Tell her to do this." Is when she's doing a monologue, right? You bump her. Everybody will get it. I'm like, no one will get that. No one will understand. What are you talking Dude, about? That would be epic, though. I mean, from a from a family's point of view, I mean, hey, hilarious. Uh, this is, it's funny that we were talking about so much about rap. Nift underscore t underscore biscuit on Twitter. Mm. Luke Worms ask, uh, which of the two of you would make the better white rapper? Ah. I don't know. This they're is fishing, this is hard. dude. They're, they're fishing. fishing. They're, they're wanting to, you to put out to get some us, tracks, bro. They're trying to get us to fucking battle each oh, other. Oh snap! I don't know. I think. Uh, do you rap at all? Do you know? Do you have any uh, skills? Uh, I have music improv skills, which are very different from uh, from rap skills. So you would you would you would eat my lunch? Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. I love that. It's easier to rap than it is to uh, be funny. I think. You know, because you can just say things. It's easier to rap than it is to be a comic, I'm saying, I think. Ooh, interesting. Probably. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Anyone who says that, it's if hard, I say it's hard that, to say. It, it really is hard to say whether or not, yeah. I'm probably wrong about that, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, hmm? Huh? Huh? I'm, I'm probably wrong. I, I don't want anybody to think I think that, uh, you know... It's not easy to, you know, it's probably like, it is easier to rhyme, I guess. Like, you could be like, a cat in a hat and a shoobity doo you know, than it is to actually say something and be funny about it. But to actually make a song that flows well, that's catchy, that doesn't sound the same the entire way through, that's fucking hard. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm working on making some songs and stuff right now that are, uh, you know catchy and not too repetitive and mm -hmm. it is an art for sure yeah um let's see here this one comes uh from instagram i don't maybe this is an inside joke sherpa fuzz asks how exactly does pause the track on a plymouth work please ask him this it'll be funny 
I have zero clue what that means. Okay, well, they were just asking you a car question then. Then it wasn't an inside joke at all. There you go. Um, <laughs> sometimes sometimes they're straight down the, the plate, and uh, uh-huh. there's no curve at all. It's just exactly what I thought that it was definitely not. <laughs> Susie underscore Brockway on Instagram. How do you keep your complexion so dewy? Mine? Uh, I fucking I wash my face every night, baby. I put cream on. I've I've what kind of creams are you working with, bro? Uh, I use Cerave. Cerave is my shit. It's right over there. It's my whole fuck my whole night stand is just covered in anti itch, anti eczema, just cream. So I'm slobbing it on myself every night because I have such dry skin. So there you go. Cerna style asks. He doesn't take compliments well. Why is he so salty to fans? I do not understand that. That dude, I know that dude. He he's a good fan, you know, but there's these guys and do you ever like you ever like realize this with some people, some comedy fans, they just they don't let up on the bust in your balls and you just go like, "Hey man, we don't know each other." Okay? I I get mad when my friends make fun of me sometimes. Like right. you catch me on the wrong day, I will I will like I've I've flipped out on my buddies Mike Cannon and Mike Feeney all the time, just going like today is not the day, okay? I'm right. having I'm having mental issues right now. I'm having problems, please. But then on the other side of that is I will get a call from Mike or Mike and they're like, Hey man, you want to talk about it? And stuff like that. Actual friend stuff. So then there's some people that are that just listen to you on a podcast and they're like, "Oh, wow, I know I know you. I know you." And also, I'm at a part where I a point in my career where I answer these people. I mm-hmm. you know, I'm we're we're so unknown. Well, I am. I'm so unknown that like I see your messages. <laughs> okay? Like I I see them. So if you're hurting my feelings and I don't know you, you're you're out. You're, you're out. I mean, I I'm just, not going to like you. I've been blocking people lately. It feels real good. It, it feels just, fantastic. I used to dude. not. I used to. I. I don't know. I used to just put up with it, and I'm just like, why? What's there's no point. There's you're there's coming no to reason. my page. This is my yeah. home. If you don't yeah. like it, you're not invited. Simple yes. enough. You have Simple one chance. Enough. You have one chance. Sometimes maybe two. If you will. If you're like. Cause you'll get, I'll get some messages that are like, "Oh man, wow, how many chins do you have today?" or whatever, and I just go like, "Okay, fuck you." And then they're like, "Hey man, I'm sorry, I was going through something as well, and I thought that would be funny. I didn't think that would actually hurt your feelings. You know, people think because we're comics, our feelings don't get hurt, or that we can't take a joke. We're honestly more sensitive than a lot of people. We're so sensitive. And also, I I think about this a lot when people are like, wow, for a comic, you can't take a joke. And it's like, no, no, I can take a joke. You're not funny. Okay? That happens for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that happens all the time. So if if you're like, hey, man, and then just come at me with, I'm huge on on positive energy. If, If you are someone in my life that has shitty energy, you're out. You are out. And if I don't know you, you fucking out of And if I don't know you, and if I don't know you, why would I even waste my time trying to convince myself to keep you in my life? So suck my balls. Whoa, there it is, dude. (laughs) That's what that's where the salty balls, baby. That's where the saltiness comes from. And I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to be a 
just trying to live my life. Trying to get trying by, to be a, like, baby. Just trying to trying get to by. Trying to be zen here, man. I don't even want to feel. I want to just. I want to feel anger and go. You know, I'm oh. all about positive energy. If you come at me again, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, pal. I'm all about that positive zen life. You can suck my. <laughs> But really, what I want to make sure that you know is I'm all about positivity and making sure that you can suck my ass, buddy. <laughs> that I love everybody and that I want you to know you that I'm a positive guy inherently. <laughs> That's great. But yeah, you know, so suck my fucking balls, all right? Uh, Brendan, uh, we've reached a special moment in the podcast. I mm-hmm. I gave you a little preface to this before we started. Okay. It's a listener favorite. It's called Sax Talk. Oh, Sax Talk. So, me and my girlfriend, we were uh, kind of on the rocks a little bit, and uh, we were... We were going. We were. We were like, let's take a little trip. I was playing the punchline in Philadelphia, so, <laughs> so <laughs> I love that it comes in after the punchline in Philadelphia. And we were staying at this hotel called like the like Philly Pods or something. It's called where it's more of a pod than it is a hotel, and. Actually, I even even we even had sex in like four weeks at this point, so it was building. Everything was building up, and then she says to me, "Let's take a shower together." And is there anything? And I'm getting a boner now just talking about this. But is there anything sexier? Or like more, it's just like something that works for me is when a wet body is touching my erection. (laughs) So, I was, I mean, there was more blood in my penis than there was in my legs at this point. And we get, then, this, and this was incredibly hot. So we're doing it in the shower, right? And she said, let's take this to the bed. And anyone who has been, has had like shower sex and had to go to the bed, it's less sexy than you think because after you're drying yourself, you're not going straight to the bed all wet, <laughs> you know, I'm like, we're like putting on towels and, you know, and, and washing and like she's taking care of her hair because of whatever reason. Now she's, she was easily distracted. She's, she's just... She's just washing her body and drying it, and she's like checking her phone. And I am standing there, and my my dick was touching the door at this point. It, I was it was filled in the room. It was like you ever see Aladdin when when Jafar goes, "I'll show you how snake like I can be," and then he wraps Aladdin, and that's what my dick was doing to the whole room. It just felt like you had to like step through my penis to get to the bed. And then we finally, I finally get on the, get on the bed. I lay on my back. I'm waiting for her. I'm at full mass right now, just touching the floor above me, above me's room. And we finally did it. And 
I don't want to. I'm not going to do your thing in the act, but it was just like that in the sense where I was just my eyes were like bulging. My, you know those like glasses where the eyes come out on a s- spring. That's what my face was doing. It was just full on coming. I mean, if I, thank God I was wearing a condom because I would have, you know, that would have been she would be dead. It would have shot right through her skull, and uh, we wouldn't have gotten the deposit back on the the hotel room. And that's the most I've ever come. (laughs) I hope that was good. (laughs) That was sick as hell. (laughs) Jeremiah, you made me laugh so much, man. You, you, uh... The uh, the eyes was the was the descriptor that I like the because uh, I used to get those 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 bouncy eye things like yeah, in grade the, school all the time or like when you go to Chuck E Cheese or something like that I'm like ah, I want that those are oh, silly yeah. <laughs> yeah they come out they're fun you can go like that and they'll be eyes again for one second dude Classic. I might have to like bust one out after this now that that just put me back in there like Oof. jizz or glasses. <laughs> Both. Both, dude. You're just coming while you have the actual glass, <laughs> dude. That will really, that will really bring me back. I might have to get those. All right, hop in the shower, find this girl, <laughs> put on those glasses, go to know, town, gonna, and then we'll do a my part ex. two. <laughs> Film it, send Film it right it. to you. Send it to me, dude. We'll put it in the YouTube video. I'll, I'll censor it and stuff like that. It'll be fun. Content, 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 content. <laughs> uh, dude, thank you so much for doing uh, the the pod. Uh, we'll mention your album one more time and where people can find you on the socials and whatnots, buddy. Thank you so much for having me, man. This really uh, means a lot to me. It's it's not now more than ever is you can get it on everything. You could check out my I'll be promoting it like crazy to to a to a probably annoy uh, annoying amount. I will be promoting it on Instagram at Brendan Sagalo. And check out my podcast Garbage Days and my other my Patreon podcast What's the Scenario? You can get at patreon.com/scenariopod. So, heck yes. That's heck it, baby. Yes. And um yeah, if you guys are uh uh, are on Spotify and all that stuff. While you're there, download his album. Yeah, my album's on there as well. Jeremiah Watkins Family Reunion. It's on Amazon Prime. All that stuff. Um, and uh, dude, thank you so much for uh, being a guest. And I hope that we get to make some sketches soon and send my oh, yeah. uh, love to Feeney and Cannon and all all the crew. Yeah, I will, dude. It's 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 an honor being your friend. Ah, oh, you're so sweet. It's an honor being there's your that, friend, my brother. That positive energy that I fucking. Talk about. Listen, then I started <laughs> punching this dude in the face because he wasn't positive back to me. That's what I live. That's how I live my life. I fucking, Positivity only, fucking, you fucking, Yeah, you fucking queef. All right, buddy. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, brother. Thanks for doing it. Later. Later.